Thank you for joining us today. With us today we have Michelle Dello of Paper Graphics who have been serving the wide format print industry for over 35 years, supplying machinery, inks and media. Paper Graphics have brought many many new innovative materials to the marketplace and today we're going to focus on the interior decor sector. Let's talk about the magical combination of digital technology and the innovative substrates offered by Paper Graphics and how together they are unlocking the sector to offer designers and printers new creative applications and opportunities. Michelle, thank you for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. It's great, great to see you, great to see you. Could you give us an introduction to Paper Graphics and your love of print and materials? Um, as you say, Paper Graphics have been around for 35 years, um, still an independently owned company um, who sell and market media and wide format print machinery. Um, a vast selection of materials, so from obviously in terms of media, things like CAD prints, um, photo papers, all the way through to banners and obviously the interior sector which is more of a specialist sector and the materials that are actually in there. Um, and obviously as you, as you know um, we are a partner with HP for the latex machines which fits in really nicely with the interior side. Absolutely, yeah. Gives you lots and lots of interesting applications, doesn't it? That's great. First question then. Um, do you think the COVID pandemic has accelerated the use of digital printing technologies like, like the HP Latex and the new series? And have you seen new investment for reshoring amongst your customers? We have. Um... I'm going to say surprisingly because I think everyone was obviously very nervous when COVID first hit and, and basically the lockdowns and the country shut down um, and a lot of the sectors dried up so people that were really concentrating on say exhibitions for instance, trade shows, signage, you know, they, they kind of saw their business if you like drop away overnight. Mm -hmm. um, so they're looking for other sectors for them to actually get into. Um, and on the interior side, it's, it's just grown exponentially across the lockdown. One of the main areas or the reasons is obviously the residential. Um, we've seen um, a lot of people that are now working from home, they've been at home for a long time in their environments. Um, and they're actually looking to improve their environments and their home life. And they may have suddenly had to kind of install an office area somewhere within their homes, which they've never had to do before. Or a bit like me, you know, that you've got a home with a certain parts of it that you think, oh, I, you know, I could improve upon that, or I need to have a look at that particular area. But when you're in that environment 24 seven, it suddenly starts to bug you <laughs> and you want to do something about it. So people are improving their home environments and obviously decor, decorative is one way that they, they're actually doing it. So in the residential side, we've seen a real uptake. Um, and so obviously 
following on from that, um, we have seen people that have invested in new machinery, um, vast investments, and, and they're actually doing it now to make the most of the opportunity to grow within those particular areas. The contract side, um, obviously has been quite quiet, but we have seen places like hotels, hospitality, kind of make the most of being shut down and again, improving the areas for COVID safety, when obviously people have gone back, but also to update the hotels and the, the sort of the areas within. So again, we've seen a good uptake, not just in the UK, um, Europe as well is very strong in that area great to hear isn't it it's great to hear that you're seeing both convergence and new entrepreneurial growth across that or that whole sector of the industry very very interesting i think it's it's, it's one thing um that i've always kind of learned coming from traditional interiors into the print world per se um is that they are that you know they're, they're very good at actually just switching and moving their businesses on and as you say very entrepreneurial um and that just seems to be the makeup of printers um and they're, yeah. they're definitely taking that opportunity and seizing upon it um and, and yes, creating and moving on. Yes, as you say, it's like creatives adapting to meet demand, isn't it really? And being able to just make that switch um, in what were, was extreme circumstances, but um, I think it also establishes new behaviours now for the future and you, and you focus on that sector, on the decor sector, doesn't it, for market growth. It's, it's gonna be a great journey for the whole print industry and really so much creativity into the sector. It's great. It is. Um, it, it's, as you know, it, it's such a vast sector. Decorative printing is such a vast sector. Um, sort of up to 2019, we were looking sort of globally, um, but around about 84,000 square metres of product actually being printed for interiors. And that obviously covers not just walls, but floors, furniture, windows. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of meterage. And in, in terms of value, um, we're looking at about 80 billion pounds being spent on that. That's a big sector. Um, and traditionally, and still is the case, review printing, the traditional printing methods, still takes up around about 84% of that volume. But the inkjet is definitely the fastest growing. Um, mm. And sort of 2019, it was around about 8% of that market. But that's still only 8% yeah. of that huge yeah. 80 billion square meters. So you can imagine what's still out there to yeah. take. And to, and to move away from gravure. And people creatively are now really starting to see what inkjet printing can do in terms of, you know, interiors, not just from the, the bespoke aspect, but sort of images even behind me, and every behind you, the lovely design there. It's very difficult. You can't do these things with traditional gravure. So the creativity side of what you can do with inkjet is really starting to open out within the designers and specifiers and architects. So 
I'm, I'm, I think it's a lovely, you know, such a good area to be in at the moment. Um, and as I say, just to kind of reiterate again, Inkjet is only about 9% at the moment of an 80 billion square metre market. So I think there's lots of opportunities out lots, there. Lots and lots of opportunities. And we're going we're gonna to talk later about your substrates and materials, which from my side, I think that's also a huge part of the journey because early on in the digital, in the development of digital marketplaces, it was much more difficult to get substrates that were comparable to the market sector you were working in. And you know, hats off to you. Some of the incredible substrates we're going to talk about later that you have within your archive are absolutely responsible for creating those beautiful textures and those beautiful luxury walls that the industry needs. Um, and I think that's, that's all of the accessibility of both the technology, the application and the materials is so, so important for the growth, as you say, moving into that what 92% of the marketplace that currently isn't using digital technologies. It's going to be a very, very interesting journey. Um, mm. Next, mm. Quest, next question, Michelle. Would you say that sustainability is becoming a mainstream requirement for the print industry? That's both machinery and materials. It is definitely, definitely going that way. It's such an important area now for consumers to, and, and there's more of an understanding um, about sustainability. We get questions now every day from printers that are wanting to have some more information about it. And obviously it's coming from their customer consumer base. Um, in terms of materials, it, it's still quite a confusing area. It's such a vast area um, as to whether products contain plastics, PVCs. People are now asking about where are they coming from in the world, but also being more in tune as to the manufacturers, you know, how they treat their staff, yes. how, how they are set up in the environment as well. And, and also machinery, yes, definitely, um, in terms of inks, you know, the water-based inks, people are more aware of, of the environment now. So I guess I've, we've almost answered my next question, bizarrely, <laughs> which was, you know, have you witnessed new growth in the decor sector? Yes, <laughs> yes, we most definitely have. But this is an interesting, an interesting twist, really. Is the industry yes. <laughs> becoming, is the industry becoming more sophisticated as regards how it's how it's broaching customization creatively? Um. Yes, I mean, I find it quite interesting. I, I've, I've come from um, interiors, I've been in interiors for oh, 30 years. Um, and it's quite interesting in terms of materials, for instance, when you, when you mentioned about our vast sort of catalogue of materials that um, we have for the printers to try. Um, and I'm actually now looking at bringing in materials for the digital print that I was using 20 years ago yeah. for traditional printing. Yeah. So things like um, the suede, the textiles, things like grass cloths, yeah. um, things like acoustic materials. 
rituals. And I think it's because, obviously, they were very much used in the traditional interiors market. But for the, the printers in the inkjet markets, these are all new things that they can be discovered. And obviously, the technology now allows them to print on these different materials. So... It, it is, yes. The creativity is, is opening up. Um, it's surprising that there are quite a few designers out there that still are not fully aware of the inkjet possibilities. Mm -hmm. And it's about education, which paper graphics very much do. We do a lot of webinars, um, seminars, not just with the printers, but also with the designers and the architects, just to sort of, you know, make inkjet printing known to them and the possibilities of it outside of thinking signage yeah. and wayfinding, <laughs> you know, and just what they can actually do. So it's a lot of education still. Yeah. But it, it does have to be apples for apples, doesn't it? In that you have to bring back those core substrates because it's interesting when you look at the wall covering market and you look at the textile markets, marketplaces as well, the core substrates, the non-wovens, the, the, the substrates that print millions and millions of meters haven't necessarily changed. For they may, They'll have changed slightly in their makeup but, and mm -hmm. production processes by being made in a much more responsible, sustainable format than they would have been 20 years ago. But it is interesting, isn't it, to see how you, you particularly have un, are really helping to unlock the sector because the only option previously, 15, 20 years ago, would have been to buy a 3,000 metre ream and then have it cut yourself and then hold all of that stock. So the, by diversifying the availability of yes. all of your substrates, you, you make them available to everybody, which is going to accelerate the growth of the marketplace. It's great. It certainly, yes, it, it does. We, we, we kind of take that pain out. Yes, absolutely. What are the most popular materials for decor use? And what's new in the paper graphics media collection? Um, in terms, I mean, we have a very vast range of wall coverings. Um, paper graphics were the first to introduce wall coverings sort of 17 years ago um, into the sector. Um, we've obviously expanded on that, um, but our main core range is Digimura, mm -hmm. um, which is very well known. Um, and, it, and it's one that actually we have Digimura specified. So we have architects and designers that actually specify um, the wall covering brand and we also have installers traditional wall covering installers who just really like installing the product and so they're they're an influencer yeah. as well on what's being used out there um, so we have the core products um, but within there I'm very keen on texture yeah. <laughs> um, and it's one of the things that, that we're sort of against educating printers about um, because when you, when you have conversations with printers that, that maybe, you know, as, as we said over COVID, they're looking for other revenue streams and other areas to get into. Um, and interiors is one they think of. And they automatically look for a dead, flat, smooth mm -hmm. product because that's what they're used to. In, in their other sort of sectors, if you like. Um, but the great thing about the interiors is the textures are just as important as the print and can just completely change a look and a feel of the design. So we have a, a sort of a broad range of different textures um, and different finishes like micas, pearlescence, 
um, metallics, which um, again is a very kind of vogue area at the moment. So quite a broad range. Even um, in our non-wovens, again, we have four textures. So for me, it's all about sort of the look and the feel of the interiors. Um, in terms of what's sort of coming up new, um, textiles, I'm saying textiles as in textile wall coverings as well. Um, obviously, you see behind me, we've got window blinds. Uh, roller blinds here as well, um, which I, I I mean, I just love. And I love, as you can see here, it's just a, a combination. We've actually used part of the design of a picture on the roller blind as onto the wall as well, because a, a lot of people kind of think you can only have one or the other. So you would either have a decorative wall and a plain window or the other way around. And that's not necessarily the case. You can just make a complete statement by using so windows soft furnishings um, is the next sort of area as well floorings there's, there's just so much that's that's sort of we're looking at and that's going to be what's, coming what's in. amazing as well michelle and you see it behind you isn't it isn't it you know if we when we all started this journey the because i think that transference was very much from the graphics industry over into the interior industry we saw photographic everywhere all over the walls murals um and then yeah. of course we saw you know it was just an absolute you know photoshop pho photography takeover wasn't it and then of course you know we saw the price points for those products drop dramatically then over the next 10 years um with the speed and etc of technology but um what you're seeing behind you is how the creative has mm. now embrace this technology and is actually just taking it to the next level um, and you discussed earlier micas and which the coatings and all of the be I totally agree with you all the micas and the beautiful coats coatings that pro professional mm. creatives mm. that work in the interior sector are used to buying are now available as those core substrates for you to really play with um, and I guess yes. you've seen some great effects yes. on the uh, on the new HP 700 and 800 series with those with the layering that we can now do exactly um and i've, I've just actually done some, some sort of testing and playing around with our new textile suede products um and it was really exciting because i also am sort of looking to move away on some products from yeah. plain white and obviously, so you can print on, you can have a coloured background and we, we've got a beautiful charcoal grey suede fabric that obviously on the new latex, we've got the version where you can put the white. So we put the white down and then we put the colour on top and the effects that you can actually achieve are just phenomenal really really it's just so exciting to be able to sort of play around and and sort of see what you can do and it's it's about inspiring yeah. creatives isn't it you know because even creatives perhaps need a spark and and to kind of understand really what the new technology can do for them for them to create um, that spark and as you, well, you probably see a lot of the the walls around me I don't tend to show off a lot of photographic because, as you say, it was very much out there, the Photoshop, the photographic, and it's now kind of demonstrating really 
the sort of the move into yeah. real interiors and what can be achieved and inspiring the creatives absolutely as well. i mean interior projects generally have a different ambience do they you have to be able to they're like art you have to be able to appreciate them but they don't take over your day <laughs> if that makes sense so they they live with you live with them either as a statement or subconsciously and i think that element of design, exactly. I think, has perhaps been missing in the industry so far, but it is definitely coming to the fore, definitely, definitely, as we get more creatives on board. It's going to be so interesting. It's actually so exciting right now, isn't it? It's really good. Oh, it, 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 it is. It which, is yes. which are your favourite products, Michelle, and why? Which, which are your favourite substrates? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm obviously, I'm very much on the, on the, the wall covering side. Um, I, I, I mean, I love the digi mirrors. I, I love texture. For me, you know, yeah. sort of reiterating what, really what I said before. But for me, um, a design isn't just about mm -hmm. a two D print, um, and you can just completely change the look of the design. Um, I mean, you can't really see on camera here, but, but for instance, the the painting, the Henri Rousseau behind me, um, we've put it on a stucco plaster. Yeah effect so imagine yeah. the old sort of italian sort of villas with us with the paintings directly onto the walls and that's what we've actually created by putting it onto a, a plaster effect and it just completely changes the look of the actual design um you know when we have um interior <clears throat> sort of induction days with our printers that come in to see us I kind of demonstrate by having the same design on different finishes right. and different textures just so they can start to get an understanding of what the products can actually do. And as you said, sort of the micas, again, what it can actually do, it just lifts a design away from being perhaps a, a sort of flat 2D into a completely other dimension. So I'm very much about texture. It, it all adds that luxury element, doesn't it? And that, of course, then helps the perceived price pointing too, um, because it becomes it's impossible to compare it like for like. So I think it that kind of development work that you've just discussed is just so important for the future so that people and brands, creatives, printers even, can create their own niche markets by using the technology in their own special format with their own substrates. I think you're going to see so much growth there, hopefully. So exciting. One of one of the things that, that, that you touched on earlier, Michelle, which is so, so important, and I know that you, you as a company, um, Paper Graphics, do it so well, is about sharing knowledge. And I think it'd be really interesting for our listeners if you could explain some, not in any major depth, because we could spend a whole, we could spend a week on this, I guess, but could you explain certification in the first in instance for fire retardancy, and then also responsible sourcing, kind of moving over to, to for companies that are now seriously looking at changing their changing their directories um, and their stocked products to have more green, eco-friendly products. What should they be looking out for and what do they need to know for FR and um, green products? Okay, so in terms of the fire ratings, um, there are fire ratings for interior products um, that are for commercial use and also residential. There are an awful lot of people out there that just think, 
I only need to worry about fire certification if it's going into a commercial environment. Um, that is not the case. It has to be fire rated, fire certified, even for residential. Um, all products. So whether it's a wall covering, whether it's a window blinds, and whether it's soft furnishings, just think about the fire certifications. Um, it is quite a convoluted big area, um, which on our training days, we, we do try to, to sort of go through um, with our printers what to look out for. Um, the easiest thing on the wall covering side, for instance, is to look for a CE mark. Um, either a CE or a UK mark that is now obviously from Brexit um, that actually tells you that the product has gone through all the relevant safety that it needs to. But fire is, is fire certification is very important. Yeah, absolutely. And and what about um, eco eco friendly then green products? What should they be looking out for there? Well, again, it, when it comes to um, products, um, obviously. With um, most of a lot of interior products, they're tested for other things mm -hmm. as well. Um, so the wall covering side, for instance, the, the, the products actually go through testing for things like VOCs, the volatile organic compounds. They're tested for things like formaldehyde, uh, for heavy metals. There's a whole big list that the products are actually tested for um, to actually ensure that they are safe for the environment and safe within people's environments and that again that is linked to the CE mark so just check for that. Um, again there are a lot of people um, that perhaps would like to move away from a, a, a PVC finish mm -hmm. so there are, are other alternatives out there. The big um, area at the moment um, which is big sort of 2021-2022 is actually buy local and a lot of creatives now when they're looking to specify, they're actually looking as to where that product is coming from. And there's a real big buzz around buy local, not only obviously to support um, the local economy, but just in terms of the, the sort of the carbon footprint, if yeah. you like, the emissions of actually buying it locally. And reducing stocks, I guess, as well, by, being, by buying locally. Exactly. Um, and as you said, I mean, the, I mean, the great thing about the inkjet and obviously the materials that paper graphic offer is that you don't have to have thousands yeah. of meters that are actually kind of shipped in. And you can do, if you like, this just in time um, work process where, you know, as you know, paper graphics have a vast warehouse um, where it's all sort of stocked, ready for people to, to just call off. Um, a small a quantity it's at very, a time. It's very important, especially for for entrepreneurial growth as well. You know, for for people who are purchasing a HP latex, for example, but they're just going to print bespoke jobs. You know, there's lots of designers moving into the marketplace now, especially in wall coverings, because they can actually print totally for themselves um, and supply their own products to their own customers and consumers. So being able to drop on a 25 meter roll or a 50 meter roll that fits the purpose of the of the project that you're working on or allows you to order you know and, and order small samples as well from yourself so you order you know a couple of meters just to try it see what the designs look on it send it back to the interior designer it's all about yeah staging the commitments isn't it really and making sure that both parties are as flexible as 
possible, actually. No, I was, going to, I was just going to sort of reiterate and agree with you. Absolutely. You know, you know, we do have smaller sample roles that are available, which is really important um, if people do want to try the different textures and finishes uh, and have sort of a play around, if you like, and work with the designers to get the sort of desired result. And then they can move on, obviously, to, to a roll 25, 30 metres. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, definitely. Have fun with substrates and play and try different applications. Um, and just looking at, you know, I, I cannot yes. wait to get back to a physical trade show so that we can all play with all of the, have a look at, a close look at the technologies that have been launched over the last 12 months um, and have a real play with um, new applications that haven't yet been thought of because the creatives haven't had great access to the machinery, really. Um, with the social distancing restrictions, which will soon be gone. Um, Michelle, the last question for you, I'm conscious of your time today. We've spoken a lot about opportunities, but where do you think the biggest opportunities are in the 92% that's left in our marketplace to go for? Where's the biggest growth gonna come from in the decor sector? Which are the most exciting sectors for you personally that you'll see expand? Um, obviously, we've spoken about the residential, and that is still going to continue at the moment. So the residential side is a, is a real kind of, I was going to say quick win, really, yep. I think, for people. Um, the other side, um, hospitality. Yeah. The hospitality market is what it was always um, from the traditional interior side, the biggest sector of decorative yep. print. So, and, and the, as I say, we're seeing some really, really big projects for hospitality that are coming out of the UK and also in Europe at the moment. Um, so, yeah, watch the space. I think it's, that's going to be a really big growth area. But as I say, for now, sort of a quick win now, residential. Yeah, yeah that's great. It's great advice, Michelle. Great answers and great information and insight. Thank you so, so much for sharing your knowledge with us today. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. Um, I very, very much look forward to visiting you sometime very soon uh, somewhere. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll speak soon. It's been a pleasure.